Square Eyes Syndrome. I'm Tom Hill. Today I'm joined by Troy Salmon. What's up? And Daniel Rudge. Hi, yes. As you probably noticed, I'm not Ben Gilman. Ben has taken a week off and gone and hidden in the cupboard. So, good luck to him. <laughs> it's his turn, guys. It's his turn. Which what means that I am now officially the longest-running member. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, what did you do? <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, sorry, guys. It just had to be done. Sorry. I, I can understand. <laughs> You've redecorated, haven't you? Yeah, I know. I've just I put some new like covers on charmed show. posters now. <laughs> <laughs> the Lisa Milano, as far as the eye can see. Oh, Lisa Milano! Don't do that to me, Dan. Oh, oh. <laughs> amazing. Okay, so boys, originally we were going to be doing a special today on Men Behaving Badly, but Ben is quite a specialist on this and Dan is not, so we've decided to delay that and we're just going to do a normal syndrome. So, who's up first? I think it's Troy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start this off, kick us off real quick. So, it's going to be kind of... I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it simple this week. Okay. It has been a little bit of a shift, so I'm going to keep (laughs) it along the same lines of what I'm going to talk about literally for each pick. So, a little bit of the sports route, a bit of the entertainment route. So, that's a little bit of a clue right there. Uh, wink, wink. So, we're going to start off with WWE Raw. There we go. Oh, wow. There we go. Nice. <laughs> now, this could go either way. This really could go either way. <laughs> Let's spice this up. But, hey, that's what I'm going to do, man. I'm just throw a bit of Raw in there. You know what I'm saying? Give it a little bit of Raw. Okay, so, longest running. TV show. Oh, oh, strong weekly episodic TV show. Oh, in America. There we go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, everyone should know, everyone's a wrestling fan, sports fan, entertainment fan. WWE Raw is the flagship show of the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, headed by Vince St. Kennedy, but man. <laughs> the, how would you say, genius, but I would say at these times it's kind of Eh, right now, in terms of the genius, but the demented genius. Yeah, the demented ge- genius. There we go. He was a genius, and he does occasionally still have moments of absolute brilliance. Yes. <laughs> oh, he does. He does. Wrestling he does. would not be what it is today if it wasn't for Vincent Kennedy, my man. Let's yeah. be fair. Yeah, he did change the landscape. Yes, but, the but on the flip side of that, Tom, wrestling would not be what it is <laughs> if it wasn't for Vincent Kennedy, McMahon. And that's a very fair counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, that is a point. That is a good point. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, so it's back on the USA Network in the states. So, um, but over here, you can watch it in Char Five. We've got like little highlights here and there. Can you? Yeah, you can. I've literally, I've literally watched it downstairs. My granddad would be downstairs, and I'll say, "Hey, um, so just to like put something on for him, anything sports related, that's put down for him." Literally, highlights are on there on my Virgin Network. Oh wow! Yeah, so I, I watch it on BT Sport. So. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. There's different ways of like watching it. You can watch it in different places. I didn't, know, I didn't know Channel Five had it. Yeah, there's little highlights here and there. It's, it's, it's weird. Wow. I was like, where did that come from? Okay, so, <clears throat> so Troy, I have a question for you. Go on. What's your favourite WWE Raw moment? Ooh. 
It'll be a raw moment. Alright, okay. Good one, spot. Okay. Alright, okay, so I'll say my favorite will be raw moment. It's gonna be a bit it's gonna be a bit weird. It's gonna be a bit of a weird one. People are gonna be like, wait, really? This, 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 this is just the top of my head. Because literally I've been thinking about it like, literally um this week. Um the uh edge leader segment. I'm gonna say that. What the sex yeah. one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just what I'd expect from a charmed fan, really. <laughs> The sex celebration with Lita. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, Tom, come on, save us. What's yours? Oh, see, I'm kind of torn. It's tough. It's tough. Between a couple, because my favorite, like, absolute, the best thing that ever happened on Raw for me, purely because I love the wrestler, was Mick Foley winning the world championship. That was amazing. That was brilliant. But my favorite kind of moment, moment on Raw. Was you know you remember when Ric Flair and Vince McMahon owned the company together? Ric Flair had Raw, Vince had SmackDown. Oh yeah, flipping it. And they were both trying to sign Stone Cold. Yeah. And he came out at the end of the night, and he kind of spoke to both of me. He said, "I respect both of you." And he said to Vince, "Vince, I'm signing with you." And did the whole thing. And Vince is like bragging to Rick, "Hey, I got Stone Cold." And Stone Cold stops at the last second. Oh, Vince, one more thing. April Fool and stunners him. <laughs> Ric Flair instead. It's one of my favourite <laughs> moments of all time. <laughs> so childish, I know, but it's just beautiful. No, that's amazing, yeah, though. I've got, yeah, I, I literally forgot of my other favourite moment. Jericho's debut. Oh, yeah, that's a crap. My gosh. Uh, that's, that's definitely in my top five, but... Oh, my God. None of you actually put my favourite one in, but Tom's going to know exactly what I'm talking go on, about. Go on, then. Go on. I only have to say, well, one word really. Pipe bomb. Oh, oh my see. gosh. CM Punk's just sitting there right on the ramp and just ranting till they cut him off and then just shouting into the camera when they do. That, that, that is a beautiful moment. I mean, I think it's because of the things that have happened in the intervening years. Yeah. <clears throat> Punk has kind of gone a little. I still love CM Punk, but some of the things that he's done have not been the best. And no. so. My opinion I'll of always be a character. fan. I can disagree with some stuff about him, but I'll always be a fan. No, we will always oh, be fans of yeah. Punk. Yeah. I mean, but out of that entire run of moments, the one that actually sticks out for me is the where oh where are my ice cream bars to Vince <laughs> McMahon when he's negotiating. He's still talking about him right now. I know. I, I uh... Listen to the people, where oh where are my ice cream bars? <laughs> But Tom, Sorry. that other the other one bit that if you what say really? it's my destiny, one more time. Oh my gosh! I swear to Jesus, I'm gonna start. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days of ADR was the worst. It's my destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I swear to Jeebus. <laughs> <laughs> just the we were both watching that at the same time, and we both just cracked up and had to rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> Oh, see, see you guys. We actually, I moment. think we were actually watching it live on that occasion, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, but we rewound it because of, on Sky, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we had the little rewindy box. Oh, my days. But anyone who's, who's caught up like, with recent events, what do you guys think of Keith Lee? Have you been watching it recently? Bask in his glory. Yeah, the the intro for Keith Lee. What do you guys think? Um, it, For me, it was like, oh, that interesting music was horrible. 
The music look, is slightly look. grinding, but I understand the reason. You understand it? What's, what's the reason? Well, it's because um, his his music was made by a company. Oh, CFO. Yeah. And WWE have cut ties with CFO, so they're removing all the songs that CFO did. I know, but that was like the worst. Yeah, time. I know, I, I know. It's ten times better than the version he had with CFO was ten times better than what he's got now. But I'm hoping that they'll do a new music for him soon enough that will keep the bask in his glory bit because that's yeah they've kept that bit in there. Same yeah. iconic thing as the the glass shattering or the dong for the Undertaker. Yes, it's that's glorious. kind of that's boom. That's this I is please come. I won't give it. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh, you think you think you know me as well? Yeah. Are oh, you thinking? You know? Oh my! Apparently, Orton's supposed to be getting. A new, well, he's teasing. He's going to get a new theme, Orton. I don't think he needs one. His is iconic for him. I know, but the thing, literally, he's got this new graphic <clears throat> on his Twitter, and you see can a we, snake. Can we just? This. Can we just give him some props though? Yeah. Randy Orton's been amazing. No, he's been amazing. He's the quarantine hero right now. Can we, can we also just give him the props for doing the honours for Keith in such an Yeah, it's true. He's, he's Absolutely, well. yeah. He's made Keith Lee a star overnight. Because NXT fans knew who Keith Lee was and independent wrestling fans knew who Keith Lee was, but a lot of people don't watch... They only watch Raw or SmackDown. Exactly. Oh. So Randy Orton doing the honours for him... Yes. ...is huge. No, this, it is. My, my only concern is... When, when Keith Lee ran around the ring and dipping... Charging across the it's like he floated. Orton sold the heck yeah. out of it. I loved it. Absolutely. But uh, my only concern is that Vince is obviously very high on Keith Lee at this moment in time. Yeah. And he changes his mind very quickly anyway. But yeah. I also worry that he won't change his mind and he'll Roman Reigns the shit out of it. That's and Keith Lee just and people will end up hating Keith Lee. I think <laughs> it's unlikely because he's so developed on the indies before he came to to WWE. So he's already developed a character, so you, he doesn't feel quite so much of a completely created by Vince thing. Yeah, like, yeah manufactured. Yeah. Can I just fantasy book for a second? Yeah, go on. Keith Lee versus The Fiend. Oh, don't do that. that don't, oh, my, don't, oh <laughs> my God. Survivor Series. My gosh. Do you imagine? Oh, geez. Yeah, anyway, sounds... sorry, we kind of ha- we've hijacked your pick. Here. I know. <laughs> no, man, this is what I wanted. I wanted this kind of discussion. probably move on. I wanted this discussion. <laughs> I want this. Probably done on raw. That's raw. This is what it does to you guys. Hey, rest true wrestling fans right here. This is wrestling yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> raw, literally. This is it. Anyone's in wrestling? Hey, put it in the comment section down below. Subscribe, yo. Like the video. Come on, come on now. So, Dobry Raw, that's my first pick. Okay. okay. All right. Amazing show. Well, longest running. Well, well could be better. Could be better. Yes, could be better. Yeah, right. It's really annoying. <laughs> my God. The, the errors I couldn't think about in the show, but I'm not going to do it. Because <laughs> Keith Lee is getting Ws. That's all I care about right now. Yeah, so, yeah. So, let, let's see where they go with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, for now, yeah. So, 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 on track. Second pick, Troy. Yes. Dobry <laughs> Smackdown. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> why didn't I see that coming <laughs> why didn't I see that coming I'm surprised you guys didn't see that coming 
You said that he was going to be on a similar level, so I was thinking, is he, going, is he going AEW hey. Dynamite? Are we going to talk New Japan? Where are we going with this? Oh, no, hey, no, no it's, it's coming. Just, there's a, like, a little... Oh, I'm okay, no, no, no. If we're going to do it, then let's just dive into it straight away. Let's dive into it. Go on. Favourite thing about SmackDown across the time that it's been on the air? For me, that's easy. For me, it's really easy. Go on, then. What's your guys? All together. I'll let you go first, Dan. Smackdown 6. Oh, yeah. True. The entire era of the Smackdown 6 was just absolutely... Oh, that's amazing. Then again, they were all amazing wrestlers. It was hard to go wrong with that combination of people. (laughs) Smackdown had the best themes for me. The best themes for me for Smackdown. I thought you you were asking about, like, a specific moment again. Yes, I thought. So the... um... For those who don't know what we're talking about when we say the SmackDown Six, there was an there was a time when in two thousand and two, when SmackDown was working with a really small roster because of a brand split and the roster having basically, yeah. and uh, they had to fill both the rosters, both for Raw and for SmackDown. So I can't remember who was in charge of booking at that point. Amen. SmackDown. Yeah. Who was it? Was hey- it? Heyman was the booker. Was oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Well, that makes perfect sense. Heyman <laughs> was probably the best yeah. booker of all time. Let's yeah. put it just straight there. Right? Had Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Edge, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio, and Chavo Guerrero. Oh. And they were absolute... These, these guys were the top echelon in terms of talent, in terms of skill. If you're putting together any top 10, these six are going to fill six of those 10 places for the absolute best to do it in ring at that yeah, point. Right? Chavo is the only one who might not make people's list. That's the thing. He's very Chavo underrated. Was, he was Chavo amazing. might not, but it, he does deserve to be. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's the same heights as everyone else, but it's not for any lack of talent. Yeah. Oh, no, and his cool. work on uh, Lucha Underground. And Glow. Yeah. He's so underrated. My goodness. Yeah, no, he's amazing. And the fact that he's now using his skills to train new wrestlers is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Especially working with female wrestlers as well. And yeah, I think he's very good with that. Yeah. You're actually starting to see some of the people he's trained coming through now. And you can see it that they've been trained properly. He's treated them like you would treat any person he's training. He hasn't taught treat he hasn't sort of taught them to wrestle like women, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the the diva ways of wrestling, yeah. Yeah, he's taught them to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that psychology. That's what Charbo's good at, the psychology. Yeah, absolutely. Well I mean his 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 uncle was one of the best in ring psychologists ever. Exactly. Well as being one of the most talented men ever. So yeah, um, that, anyway. that, that's my favourite thing about SmackDown. So what's, but do you have a favourite moment? Yeah, what's your favourite moment? Specific? I'm sorry, I do. It's tainted, but it has to be my favourite moment. Oh, no. It was a match. It was on SmackDown. I can't remember the exact date it was on. It was Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Amazing match, unbelievably amazing match. Where well, they went proper catch as catch can for something like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. 
beautiful, beautiful. The only match that surpasses that on SmackDown for me is Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Iron Man match on SmackDown. That match was sick. That's the only match that surpasses it. I mean, obviously, there's a big asterisk next to anything with Chris Benoit. And it's a shame because as a wrestler, unbelievable. If we're talking about him purely in wrestling terms... Yeah, you can never discount his talent. But you you can't talk about him without acknowledging what happened at the end of his life. And it's, yeah. It's, Terrific. It's a, it's a sad, it's a sad ending. Yeah. Because I now we can't. Best wrestler of all time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic wrestler who's basically been written out of history. And rightly so to a degree, but yeah, it's tricky. Mm. Um, For me, my best moment of all time is Paul Heyman chewing out Vince McMahon for all the things he'd done wrong. So saying how he'd screwed up ECW, how he'd basically been given the mic and being given a 10 minute rant where Vince said to him behind the scenes, <laughs> just go for it. Nothing is off limits. Go yeah. for it. So Paul Heyman went out and said, the people want me to hear I ran ECW and you destroyed it. The people want to hear you managed to screw up great wrestlers. And that's what they want me to say. So I'm going to go out there and say it. I remember that. Yeah. And oh, so much fun. Paul Heyman remembers it as being one of his favourite things as well. So <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely shitting himself, he said. He was like terrified that Vince was going to lose on, it. We keep on coming back to points as our favourite things that had something to do with fucking Paul Heyman. Over I'm surprised that is. <laughs> exactly. See, Paul Heyman is that guy. And AJ Styles has got beef with him as well. And, he's, and they're on the same show again now. <laughs> yeah. That, AJ true. has COVID though. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Colby's been missing for a while. Yeah. That's why he dropped the Intercontinental. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. You probably heard like, oh damn, Paul Heyman's back. Let's, let's get out of here real quick. Oh my gosh. My favourite moment, actually, it's, it's, it's yeah, go a on. crazy one. It's a bit different. So, <laughs> well, they didn't have any sex scenes, did they? So, no, 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 not something like that. It's a classy joint, that Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird considering it was originally just supposed to be a Divas wrestling joint. Oh, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So, my moment, the debut of Muhammad Hassan and Ida Barrio, nuclear heat. <laughs> nuclear heat. That heat was glorious. I was like, my God. Well, he was, I was like, yes, <laughs> let's go. Can we just point out there's another very underrated wrestler? Yes. What's his name? Mark Coleman, was it? Is his real name or something like that? Oh, yeah. He's like an Italian. He's like a really Italian boy. He played like an Arabian character. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. That's it. Yeah. Uh, he came out of retirement last year for an indie show. Yeah. Apparently, he's still, he's only like in his late 30s. Still, that's the thing. He's still young. He's still, yeah, and he's still young, got yeah. it. But he, he was wrecked by. Unfortunate timing and a shitty. Exactly, it was, the worst. it was like it was it was like the best but the worst at the same time because it was nuclear heat. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh god, it, it, was a, it was a cliche. Um, yeah. Whenever you manage to turn a heel against all of the networks, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> that's basically what happened. He was trying to turn proper heel and point out something that was a serious issue at exactly. the same time. Bring eyes to it, and then September 11th happened. Ooh. No, 7-7 seven, seven happened. 7-7 seven, seven. Seven, seven happened. 7-7 seven, seven happened. 
So even after September 11th, he was doing this. I know it was. Well, that's like... the thing. His original gimmick wasn't kind of the jihadi. It was yeah, just. Thing. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was I'm. I'm treated badly because I'm the skin color. Because I'm this, yeah. Of the, he wasn't actually being, and, and then on the actual seven seven, a group of people in fucking masks come to the ring whilst he's on his knees praying, and yeah, basically they just completely turned it into a he's a jihadi on the day of seven seven. I mean, honestly. Oh my god! Timing wise, you could not have screwed that character up anymore. This guy would have been great. This would have been the one of the best wrestlers of all time. <laughs> and, then had, and then you had to release him. Yeah, you couldn't right. use him. Okay, right. Again, we're going into the realm of fantasy. But could you imagine the Muhammad Hassan character in that role, surviving that backlash and maintaining that heat? Whew. Awesome. My God! Talk about heels, legendary. Imagine what we missed out he on. He could have been the next Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than Jinder, Jinder was not Jinder is horrible. At least Mohammed Hassan could actually wrestle. My God, Jinder Mahal is the fiftieth unique world heavyweight champion in WWE. <laughs> Look, Jinder can wrestle. Okay, <sighs> I can't. I can't give him that. I can't. He can wrestle a few. He, he's as long as the match is the same. Exactly, it depends who he's in the ring with. It can work yeah, well. he, can, he can actually wrestle, and he does get a lot of stick, but like, he is not of the same caliber as some of the absolute geniuses that you see today. Well, you he's look not. at the people he beat. That's the problem. Whilst he was world champion, he handed Shinsuke Nakamura his first defeat on main yeah. TV. <laughs> Shinsuke I mean, Nakamura, honestly, king of strong stuff. The king of stuff. Anyway, Star. sorry, we are completely hijacking Troy's. No, 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 that's not fine. <laughs> I think this is the whole point. No, I mean, this, this is the point. This is the actual point. We have a discussion about this. This is the point, guys. It's what we do here. We have discussions about shows. That's what we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is how passionate we are about these, these topics. Here. Okay, so here's a question for you, Troy. Go on. You had one or the other. Would you keep Raw or SmackDown? <laughs> um, you know what? It's going to be uh, unpopular opinion, maybe. I'm keeping SmackDown, get rid of Raw. Interesting. I'm against you on this purely because they made one of the best wrestlers in the flipping world, Shorty Feckin' G. <laughs> don't, don't, oh, don't do it. Don't do that. The Dad. second they writers chose that, they signed their death warrant. Oh, that, that annoyed me so much. I was like, oh, are you serious? This man who should have been the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle yeah. in, in storyline mode. I mean, honestly. He was perfect. He basically, physically is. Yeah. He, he, he's literally the, the literally the relative of Kurt Angle. He is the embodiment of everything Kurt Angle was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. He's great. Shout out Chad Gable. Chad Gable. They're now, tu- they're, now tu- they're now turning him heel, and I really hope they're gonna let him drop the shorty G thing. Yeah, he, he needs to drop that and go full all American hero, like it's just got go full a delusional heel mode. All American Alpha or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he did something similar to one. Oh, come on, come on, Alpha Chad. Alpha, Alpha, Chad. Alpha Chad. Go on, <laughs> Alpha, Alpha Chad. Chad. Even that sounds a little bit too cartoonish, though. Alpha I just want to chat table. Well with it. <sighs> I could just see him. I could see it right now. He, he did something like on similar to that on up, up, down, down. 
when they were using like little graphics and little um little clips. And he was in his room, he was in his house. He had all these American like memorabilia behind him, and yet he was wearing his flag. <laughs> it, was, it was epic. I did he cut a little promo and he was like, it was just like talking pure delusion. I was like, I'm the best this world has ever seen. Olympic girl. He was just talking the full car angle way. And he was Can like, you imagine him doing Billy that. A gay boy. On SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, just to round this out so that we can carry on and not yeah. get just because you asked the question of or you asked the question of Tom, yeah. if it was up to me, would I pick Raw or SmackDown? And the answer is I would feck them both off for NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. If it had been for this week's NXT, I'd be totally with you, but I'm still so annoyed with the ending of this week's NXT. Oh, that ending. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just if even just off of the fact that I'd be losing the back catalogue, I cannot cannot get rid of NXT. I don't, I don't like nothing on Raw or SmackDown matters anywhere near as much to me as early NXT does. I don't recall saying that NXT like was early ever the same. Proper. <laughs> No, I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it. <laughs> He's doing the um, John Moxley. AEW See, now Troy, Troy is getting to keep NXT and SmackDown. I'm getting to keep NXT and Raw. You've just got NXT. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> that's just like, I'll take it. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Uh, okay. So, so as, you, as, as anybody can see, getting wrestling fans onto this subject is never a good idea. So let's <laughs> move on as quickly as possible. Exactly. All right. Okay, so, Dan, you're smack up. Down. Boom, go on, Dan. <laughs> okay. So, I want to talk about something. Basically, this week for me has been really, really music-centric. I've been doing a lot of music stuff this week. It's basically almost turned into a full-time job now, apart from this thing that I'm doing podcast-wise. And so because of that, I've been thinking a lot about music television. I've been looking through performances of singer-songwriters, and there's one TV program that I've been rediscovering on YouTube a lot. Hmm. And that's uh, From the Basement. Do you know this? Mm, I've heard of it. I can't remember seeing it. The, the name rings a bell, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the things where it's just like you hear it, but it's like, do I remember? So, from the basement, was, um, it was a music performance television program. Hmm. Um, it was started being actually broadcast in the 18th of December 2006. Uh, it was on Sky Arts. Uh, by the 1st of December 2007 and in the US it was on Rave HD on the 22nd of February 2008 that was like the first times that it was on those places okay and for a while on all of them it so also was it just like a silent a silent type of just pure performance and no audience or anything like that it was a hosted show Okay. And there was some small element of like questions and introductions and things. Oh, okay. yeah. It you know that they changed up how they did things all the time because sometimes it was just ah, now this band and they just start playing and sometimes they talk afterwards and sometimes people would be talking before but it was really cool and it was based off of a TV show that was a lot older called the Old Grey Whistle Test. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. And that was the inspiration for it. So it kind of had a lot of the same vibe to it. it ah, okay. Really cool. I just rediscovered it through going back and watching Damien Rice play on it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Damien Rice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like this, like you look at the the people who were on this, and it's not like your Ariana Grande, Britney Spears, yeah, Justin Timberlake, Backstreet Boys. Oh, the mainstream stuff. You know, there's Niles Barkley's on it. Okay. You got like PJ Harvey, Sonic Youth, Fleet Foxes, Queens of the Stone Age, Rack oh, on the Stone Age, yes. Jose Gonzalez, Super Furry Animals, Radiohead, C60, mm. Sparks, Band of Horses, My Morning Jacket, Architecture in Helsinki. <laughs> like the shins and the white stripes. Okay. Like you've got and and quite a lot more besides. It was um I think mostly directed by David Barnard. It wasn't an incredibly long running show overall. Yeah. But it, 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 it just it took away all of the glitz and the glamour and left and let the music and just the performance and the artist playing the instrument and singing yeah. speak for itself. And it gave people like this wonderful blank slate to work with. And I thought the performances were just all over and over and over again, top quality, well worth going, having a look, even putting on in the background while you potter around the house, you know? Yeah. It's like, um, it's like I watch, um, what's that show? What's that show called? Where people cover each other's um, music. What's it called again? Oh, is that the Radio 1? Yeah, yeah. You might, oh, the Live Lounge. Yeah, Live Lounge, stuff like that. So it's like similar <laughs> to that kind of like atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of atmosphere, but they're doing their own original yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have to be doing their latest single. Yeah. You know, they can they can perform something they really want to perform. Oh, okay. Like, and it's, it's just absolutely great. I remember watching it in uni. And like this was whenever I was starting to get into being a singer songwriter and a stand up comedian. I just remember just like fantasizing about being on it. Get into the business. You know? Just to be able to put like that up there and just, uh, it was really, really nice to watch. Yeah. So it's a kind of like your, um, like a, a mini inspiration type thing to get into the biz. It really is. Yeah. Like, those performances are going to have helped a lot of people and inspired a lot of people to do a lot more art and do a lot more things that they wouldn't have done otherwise. Yeah. And going back to them has been really, really cool. And just re-watching a bunch of them and seeing how people play their instruments and all the inflections and all the little sort of live bits. Yeah. I love hearing that. I'm a sing master, sing myself. I can sing myself, but I love hearing like just like the acoustics and the sound of I love, I love hearing that stuff to all the background noise i like it i like just hearing that clean the individuality of it yeah i, love I just think it's absolutely great so i just wanted to bring up a, its optics a little bit on the show and just say if you're 
after good artists doing good music and not very much otherwise, then yeah, yeah I'd definitely say it's worth doing. It was um Okay. Sky Arts. I've got to watch Sky Arts because Sky Arts has got some great stuff on there to be fair. Nigel Godrich and Dilly Gent. Ah, okay. Created by okay. Well, the people who were producing it. Okay. Ah. Um yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Sky Arts. Guys, go check Performance out. Performance themselves. Just go with the performance version. Yeah. Okay, love it, love it, love it. From the basement, let's go. Loving that. Okay. You sold me, you sold me on it. Now, after that, we have... Um, still, it is still in the same vein of sort of music programs. But... Are you going with the voice? Please don't. <laughs> I knew Tom was going to say something like that, I knew it. I'm sorry, I was waiting what? to say something. What's, 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 sorry, why, why are you on the voice? <laughs> That's just like, wait, what? Why are with you the voice? on the voice, Tom? <laughs> are you actually picking the voice? <laughs> if it's the voice, I'm going to be cracking uh, it. Hang on, I, ju- I just want to know why you're hating on it. <laughs> Of all of those types of talent shows, it's my least disliked. But it's it's just the first one that came to my head. You could put any of those. You could put X Factor, Britain's Got No Talent, whatever the hell else you want to put in there, in that place. The voice was just the first one that came to my head, and it's probably because it's actually my preferred one of all of them. Tell us how you really feel. I know we're going on. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You got the button. You press the red button. Oh, no, 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 no. With 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 a with an answer like that, you actually would be fitting right in with the crew that did this show that I'm actually going to talk about. Go on. You can you can rest rest yourself easy. It's it's not the voice. <sighs> I mean, they didn't pick me. Why would I be talking about that? No, what I wanted to talk about was um, a British um, TV panel show, actually, called Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Ah, there we go. (laughs) Classic. So, like, for those who don't know, first off, and secondly, it's a comedy trivia quiz game, and it's based around popular music. It started off being hosted by Mark Lamar up until October of 2006. And then it was hosted by Simon Amstel until he left in 2011. Yeah. After that, there was a guest host system until Rod Gilbert became the permanent host beginning in 2014. The current team captains are Phil Jupitus and Noel Fielding. Is it still going? Uh, uh, Bill Bailey and Sean Hughes have been previous captains. Yes, it's still going. Oh, damn, it's still, oh, my it's still going. I, I literally, I didn't know. I thought it had stopped. I haven't seen like, yeah, a series in a couple of years now. I don't know where it's going at the minute, but I wanted to talk about it because I remember it well. <laughs> yeah, no, go for it, man. Go and do it. Um, there were, like, different musicians as the guests mm-hmm. and sometimes comedians. Yeah, Frankie Boyle tore it up, didn't he? Um, as the guests. 
and they tried to have a nice mix and just it was really cool to be honest yeah it was yeah no i'm with you there was a bunch of like different rounds that they had like you're trying to figure out um the fact about the artist from the lies of the artist (laughs) right and then the one where using just what they had available they had to do the intros to songs and have another one in the team guess it oh god yeah and then the lineup where they had the to lineup. That's the that's the, the lineup. And, <laughs> and then the, the next lines yep. as the final. <laughs> there, there are a number of good rounds to that show. I will give yeah. you tons. I don't know if I can watch it now. You're going to go back and watch it. <laughs> it basically just like some fantastic comedians having a laugh with some fantastic musicians and the musicians do well on the comedy because it's all based around music yeah and yeah. get into the vibe of it it's also had some fantastic like um shit happen such as, as well um like about lemmy who walked off Oh, God, yeah, yes. Yeah. Forgot about that. Along with Preston. Yeah, but he was being completely roasted. (laughs) He was getting murdered. (laughs) He was getting destroyed. Yeah. But, like, I just, I remember it being absolutely brilliant. I remember it being at least a laugh a minute kind of thing. It really doesn't matter which version of it you're talking about, whether you're yeah. talking about the Mark Lamar version or the Rod Gilbert version or the guests or the Simon Amstel version, which is, yeah. I have to say, my particular favourite. Mm. See, I quite like Rod Gilbert as a host. I like I like that kind of taciturn style. Mm. <laughs> so that worked quite well for me. But I did like Simon Amstel, yeah. yeah. So sarcastic. He was funny as hate time guy like he was awesome. But also just that the team captains are also three of my favourite comedians. Yeah, well, I mean Bill Bailey's like right, Bill Bailey was also... my favourite comedians, but I haven't seen much of Sean Hughes as captain really. Yeah. No, Bill Bailey was an awesome captain actually. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I saw a lot Noel, of Noel Fielding is just off the wall. I love him for it. Oh yeah, no criticism. <laughs> Absolutely love the guy, but <laughs> zero criticism for me, zero. That's um, no, cool pick. <laughs> Bill Bailey's my favorite to put on the rest of it. To be fair, not fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, hey, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Moving on to yours. Yeah, lucky, oh, lucky you. Okay, so this week I've got a couple of very, very different shows to talk about. Okay. I'm sure you remember a few weeks ago you started speaking about uh, a storytelling thing and I then immediately tagged onto that with uh, Grim Tales with Rick Mail. 
Yes. Yeah. And that's got me thinking about a TV show that I absolutely loved. It was in the worst taste possible. It was a, a show called The New Statesman. Do either of you know this? I have never spoken to you about this before. So you know about it purely because of me. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it was kind of a sitcom in politics. It was almost a forerunner to uh, the thick of it in many ways. But it was following the political misadventures of the Right Honourable Alan Bustard, played by Rip Mail. <laughs> and the running joke was, you really are a bastard. It was regularly said in this show. And basically, <laughs> basically, he's got a a sidekick who's another MP who he just bosses around, yeah. uh, sends him to a drug den to get beaten shitless in one episode. There's too many things that he does in this show. He sells plutonium. He does all these dodgy... And it's all about basically the rampant capitalism of the mid mid to late 80s and the early yeah. 90s. And this is a guy who's an absolute arsehole kind of um, thriving in this environment. His wife is horrific. The only vaguely nice person is the other politician, the guy who we keep And even he, he's a bit of a wet wuss. And yet it's got so many... Uh, Charles Gray appeared in the first series of the show. It's got loads of good characters, loads of really stupid scenarios. The guy always gets himself in trouble, but so, manages to find some way out of it. In the end of season three, he ended up getting sent to Siberia. And season four was him coming back. He'd managed to get himself back from Siberia. And it showed him on the plane with like five hostesses playing with him and stuff. And then he, and then he lands at Heathrow and comes out looking like he's wizened. Girl, I'm in so much pain. It's like, you utter shit. <laughs> Just oh, so good. So, so good. And Rick Mail. You've heard me speak about this man before. He's a yes. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant comedy actor. He's amazing. And the New Statesman doesn't get anywhere near the credit it deserves. Weirdly enough, I don't think Adrian Edmonton actually ever appeared on the show, which is quite rare for a Rip Mail thing yeah, for, for him not to appear. But it was um, it was written by the guys who also wrote Goodnight Sweetheart a few years later and things oh, like yeah, that. So yeah. it's got good writers on it as well. It's got strong comedy chops to it and it's just yeah it's probably good fun and actually a couple of years before he died uh around about i don't know 2005 i think it must have been he actually brought um rick mail brought the new statesman back as a stage show where he basically masterminded new labor oh where alan bastard was the mastermind behind new labor <laughs> and oh. it's yeah just yeah. <laughs> really good <clears throat> a completely self-serving asshole of a character who is just so much fun to watch because he does not care. He just revels in the fact that he is better than most people. I mean, there's one point where his car gets blown up and he doesn't know it's been blown up and he complains to his wife that he had to travel on the tube with the ordinaries. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's definitely worth the watch. It's so much fun. Like I said, Rip Mail, utter genius. And I don't know if it would work with any other person in the lead role. He just, he embodied every bit of it. 
He's love. And I love yeah, Rick, oh. Rick Mail, man. Rick Mail. My mum loves Rick Mail, man. He's the man. <laughs> He's the man. So yeah, that's choice number one. And I really, really would recommend that you go and see it. I don't know where you can find it, but you should definitely search it out. We'll find it. Just me, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, if you need if you need it, I can lend you the DVDs. Oh, to, be pro- to be perfect. <laughs> I have the whole series. Um, okay, so my second one. Once again, a few weeks ago, we were talking a lot about sort of comic books and fantasy and things like that. <clears throat> and discussing uh, like Neil Gaiman, people yeah. like that, which put me onto a show that I absolutely bloody love that has come back for its fifth season last Friday, the Friday before? Okay. Two weeks ago, Lucifer. Oh, you took it from me. I'm sorry, man. I had to. I'm going to watch that after this as well. Have you watched, have you started watching season five yet? Yeah, I'm a couple episodes in. I... I started. I I have. I had the day off on the day that it was released, and I finished the first <laughs> half of season five on the day that it came out. Oh my gosh. Literally, I back to back eight episodes of Lucifer. Oh, Tom got there first. Oh. season five is a little. For people who don't know the show, and I can't imagine there are that many. Um, basically, the devil is running a nightclub in Los Angeles yeah. and then starts solving murders. Basically, is the basic premise of the whole show. <laughs> so beautifully played. The cast is fantastic. Um, so, I can never remember the name. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis, yeah. He's the main Tom guy. Ellis plays the devil brilliantly. He's just so kind of smarmy, there's sex appeal, there's everything to that. You played that part so well. I'm like, I'm thinking oh, yeah. who else would have played that kind of role? I don't know who could have done that. But it's also got people like, um, oh, D.B. Woodside plays Amenadiel, his brother. Yes. Fantastic actor. I mean, if you know him, you'll know him from, uh, he was in Suits, he yeah, was suits. in yes. Four. Uh, he's been in loads of things. Brilliant actor. Tons of stuff. Um... I can never remember her name. The lady who plays the main police detective always jumps out of my head. I literally, I don't know her that well in terms of like other stuff. I'll, been I'll in. find it. Lauren German. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. She's great. She's great in the show. Yeah. She's great in the show. I mean, I think somewhere between season three and four, she might have done the. Um, she might have had a. Collagen injections because her face changed slightly. Yes, exactly. No, it did. Which through the seasons, yeah. Yeah, which is a shame because she was incredibly attractive. Oh, I was like, she's not unattractive afterwards. No, because literally, me and my sister was watching and we're like, wait, my little sister was like, wait, look what happened to her mouth, and I was like, looking at her mouth, and I was like, oh my. Yeah, it's the same thing that happened to um, Debbie. uh, Men behaving badly. I hate that. Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie Ash, that's it. Yeah. And I mean, this is the thing. She's still not on. She's not unattractive because no, of not, no, and no, she's no. still a great actress. The character is still fantastic. And I mean, you've got an amazing supporting cast around her. Um, trying to think. There's the guy who plays um, her ex-husband. Oh yeah. We call it the douche. 
Down the douche, yeah, basically. <laughs> Down the douche, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but he, he, for anyone who's a fan of True Blood, yes, was in season two and three of True Blood as a bruja and all this kind of stuff. It might have even been longer than that, possibly. It might have been four, season four as well. But he was fantastic in that character yeah. and played it brilliantly and it led to the massive development of one of the more interesting characters in True Blood, but let's leave that for another day. Yeah, let's look at True Blood. I'm going to tear that show down. Some parts of that show, my gosh. But yeah. Oh, come on, True Blood's awesome. It's, 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 like there's, certain it's, stuff ho- there, it's, it's hokey in places, but it's yeah. worth. Anyway, yeah. we will get there yeah, we're gonna get there. October thirty first, we will get there. Okay. <laughs> um, and then yeah, you've got a. Uh, I can never remember the the little <laughs> Latina. Oh, um, Maze. No, 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 not not the demon, the one who works at the police department. Oh, um, oh the um, ah, Ella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one who's always like, ah, yeah, or happy, happy go lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's fantastic as well. She was in um for those who are fans of it, she was in Dexter as uh Angel's sister for two or three seasons. And as Dexter's um nanny. So yeah, another fantastic actor. Anyway, the point is Lucifer is an awesome show. The new series introduces lots of new things. It's a little bit slower to get going in season five. Yeah, it does. But it does pick up and it does get good. The first couple of episodes are a little bit hard going because they're different yeah. to the kind of normal format and then it kind of flows back into its normal style and it really rock and rolls. It's brilliant. Um, I don't know when the second half of season five is coming out. Originally, season five was supposed to be the final series and then Netflix announced a couple of weeks ago that they'd um, renewed, it. renewed it for a sixth. So, awesome. Uh, as long as they, as long as they've got the material, and as long as they keep writing top-notch stuff, yes, exactly. I'm fine with like. that. I mean, but I love things like the fact that they had um, Cain from the Bible appear oh, yeah. all season. Oh, really? That's awesome. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yes. And then um, is it season season four at the end of the first episode where the girl walks up to the bar and orders an apple teeny, oh, and it's God. Eve from the yeah, from the Garden of Eden, like. That's just such a good joke. Love it. Also, Maze is another yes, Maze. Maze. There we go. So and um the psychiatrist who he was shagging oh, yeah, I love her. I love her from Suits yeah. and Suits. Such a good cast. I love her. Oh my days of that. She's I amazing. don't think there's a weak link in that cast. No, there's there's no weak links, zero. And most the majority of them were not that well known. I know, yeah, you've got point Beforehand, yeah. if you think about it. I mean, like I say, DB Wise has done a few things, but was not like a household name. He'd been in enough things that you'd see his picture and you'd go, oh, him. But he's not a household name. Also, oh, I don't want to give you spoilers. God finally appears in this series. Oh, my God. Oh, my days. Oh, my days. For real. He appears. He appears in this series. I'm and I really ready. want to tell you who plays God. But at the same time, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, no, I'm, don't, I'm ready. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> there you go. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, I, I won't. I won't. But yeah, Lucifer. You know, we were talking. We were talking about. Um, was it last week? We were saying about the uh, the whole sexual thing was just slightly misplaced. I can't remember which show Ben was talking about. Oh, uh, what show was that? I can't remember which show it was. Called just though. too much flirting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Lucifer gets the balance perfect. Yes. Yes. For that, 
And yeah, it's just it's. I mean, once again, it's Neil Gaiman is the basis for this, and Neil Gaiman tends to be pretty flipping awesome as the basis for a lot of things. At some point, I will bring American Gods to this podcast. I haven't oh, done it yet. My, I, <laughs> I'm thinking about that so much. I was like, how am I going to talk about American Gods? What am I going to fit in? Yeah, it's difficult to do, isn't it? Because it's, it's so, so hard. I'm like, this week, nah. Next week, nah. I'm like, it's, it's just hard to like that slot in there. Well, if you want, I will step back from American Gods and let you have that one, seeing as I stole Lucifer <laughs> off you. <laughs> I took Lucifer off that so I, 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 will, I will gift you... <laughs> talk about American Here's the thing. I know Dan. Next week he's going to do American Gods. Just to on, do it, Dan. So I'm going to do it. Yo, Dan's just got to throw it in no, there. You can have it. You can have it. <laughs> I'll be no. I'll I'll be able to talk a bit on it. Basically, I've seen the show, but I the book it's based on is something I've read like twenty or thirty times. Yeah. Ooh. Well, the book is amazing. The book is there's, 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 there's no, there's no getting around it. The book is fantastic. I've never but read the TV book. show. I, 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 I want to get around to reading the book. I've never got around to reading the book. Never the TV it. show did a good job, I thought. Not yeah, I thought it did a good job. Well. Not, not as good as the book, but very rarely is a show hmm. as good as That's the cool. book, as, as good as its source material. Okay, right. I'll give you that. But they're on a fairly level par. Neil Gaiman, te- because Neil Gaiman tends to be involved in the writing exactly. yeah. of the shows, you kind of get, you keep something of the original ideal because yeah. he's one of the writers. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I think a lot of his adaptations tend to be closer to the mark yeah, and lots of other things because he's actually still got his hand somewhere and his influence is still felt. Yeah, still producing, yeah. So yeah, those are my picks for this week. I don't know how you guys feel about Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough to have an opinion one way or the other. All I really know about it, because I've seen just a couple of episodes, is that I need to sit down and binge watch oh. everything. It's borrow, some... Seriously, borrow my Amazon Prime login, borrow my Netflix login, and binge watch this. Oh, no, I, I, have, sure you I have Amazon Prime. Well, then watch um, season one to three. Because, oh, yeah, that's the other thing about Lucifer. Amazon Prime cancelled it after three seasons and Netflix grabbed it. Yeah, they picked it up. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> the fans were going crazy. They were like, no, don't cancel it. Yeah, save, save, hashtag save Lucifer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just writes itself, that whole tagline by itself. Oh, it's so good. So, 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 so good. Flipping <laughs> <laughs> love him, man. It's a great show. Is that us? I do believe that that is us, unless we have anything. Well, we managed to keep it down to like forty minutes, despite including wrestling. Really? Have we? Yeah, I think it's like fifty-four minutes so far. Wow, not bad, not bad, boys, not bad. So hopefully, right. we will have Ben back with us next week. Yeah, yeah, bearing in mind we're gonna have to deal with whatever the backlash is of whatever Troy did, who. Is still well, as, not... long as, he, as long as he didn't put episodes of Charmed on repeat in the cupboard, we're fine. I, I, I may, I may have done that, guys. Just, just, just FYI. Okay, Ben, ben, ben will, Ben will. Okay, so next week we're going to have the first hour is going to be a an intervention, for Ben, <laughs> so we can get him back properly, and then, uh, and then after that, I think maybe a men behaving badly special. 
Uh, I don't know if that will be our next one, but um, we will discuss that with yeah. Ben and everyone and see where we stand on that. But it may well be. Yeah, yeah, oh, that one's but coming up soon either way. It, it's coming up soon, we promise. We know we know that we've been promising this for a fair few weeks, but we will make it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Time constraints and yeah. cupboard fixations notwithstanding. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to think this is the perfect place to bring this to your close. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Have a good night, everyone. Peace.